0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Well, thank you, and welcome to the show For those who had hoped World War II would end swiftly It continued to dominate the news in 1943 As meat became scarce, Tuesdays and Fridays became meatless days. But you didn't complain. You knew it was necessary to help the war effort, and you did your part. Perhaps you took your mind off your worries by attending the opening on Broadway of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma, which would become a sensation. Several songs from this musical became hits, including Surrey with the Fringe on Top and Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. Speaking of hits, many songs in 1943 reflected the war, such as Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition. Uh, the big news in music was a young man named Frank Sinatra. His fans, called Bobby Soxers, gathered in huge throngs wherever he performed. At one 1943 engagement at the Paramount Theater in New York, as many as 30,000 fans grew uncontrollable. The riot police had to be called. Among the new radio programs in 43 was the Judy Canova Show in her supporting cast, Gail Gordon, Mel Blanc, and Ruby Dandridge, and Nick Carter, Master Detective. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy brought welcome smiles to radio audiences everywhere. Here's proof in the episode first aired in 1943.
2: The Charlie McCarthy Show. Ben Grauer, ladies and gentlemen, greeting you on behalf of Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, Ray Noble and his orchestra, Anita Gordon, Mortimer Snerd, Ursel Twing, and our guest for the evening, the internationally famous hostess, Miss Elsa Maxwell. Yay, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy.
3: Well, Charlie, tomorrow well, we'll be saying au revoir to little old New York. Yeah, well, we sure had fun here, haven't we? Yeah. We wore the old town out. <laughs> yeah. the, did you get in touch with the baggage man? Yes, I took care of it. That's fine. He's already got his truck parked under your hotel window. I Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And tomorrow we're off to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City? Yes, yeah, yes. I'll be there next Sunday. Uh, sort of a request to the governor. I thought your parole was up last year. No, we, we
2: no, no, young man. I didn't know. Great Oboe and his orchestra take us away on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe.
3: Haven't you been present at meals the last few days? Well, because I was absent. I see. And why have you been absent? Well, because I wasn't present. I know. Well, shall we go around again? No, no, it (laughs) won't. Yes. Well, you've been acting mighty strange lately. Yes, sir. What's gotten into you? Well, that's just it. Nothing. Nothing, I see. The the horrible truth is I haven't eaten for five whole days, mister. You haven't eaten? No, sir. That's why I'm so weak. Malnutrition has already set in. that yes, so? Well, explain your actions. I don't understand. Well, it's like this, Bergen. You went and cut off my allowance last week, didn't you? I certainly did. Yes. So, I'm on a hunger strike. Oh, I see. So that's it now. Yes, sir. A hunger strike. You're darn right. That's what it is. Yes. Yes, sir. And I'm I'm just being sick of being punished all the time. Is that so? Yes. But young man, you are only punished when you deserve it. Well, that's what I say. I'm sick of being punished all the time. I don't. <laughs> I don't I'm not going to quibble. i going to understand. I'll get my points. What are you babbling about? <laughs> Look at no, it. please, no, <laughs> please, please! i know no no movie a Charlie, listen to that. ah. So that's it now—a hunger strike. Yeah. You know, I think you're blush- bluffing. Well, make up your mind. Wait.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Why don't you sit on my knee? No, no, <laughs> <we're not. laughs> You don't know what I have to go through up here. Yes. I am practically doing a single. All right. Yes. yes. Are you bluffing about this hunger strike? No, sir. I'm serious, and I'm just going to keep right on starving until you give in and I get my full allowance back, and that's it. Even even if I demise myself doing it.
4: Oh,
3: I see. And I I, I would argue more, but those hunger things. Oh. oh. Charlie 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 Don't you think you deserve to be punished After the way you fought with Fred Allen last week Please, please Don't mention that fiend in comedian's clothing to me He caused all my trouble That dirty dog Oh, now, now, please, Charlie Now, I'm I'm sure that Fred Allen, you know You know he's an old friend of mine I don't care about that And And I think he's really He really likes you deep down inside Yeah, well, I got a warm spot for him, too but he won't go there. All right. <laughs> so that's the way you feel. Why, i clip him like a hedge. If he... Wait. I mean, if I was stronger. Yes, yes. Of course, I'm so weak now. I, I'm just too weak. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you didn't sound so weak a moment ago. No, but I am. I'm, I'm wasting away, Bertie. Already, my poor little legs, they're so skinny. I have to wear garters to hold up my garters. Is that true? That's pretty skinny. And you know how cute they used to be. Oh, yeah. Well, this is really serious, Charlie. Why, the worst may happen. Oh, well, it's quite all right. I I've remembered you in my will. I'm leaving you all the money you owe me. I see. Well, Charlie, I think I'd better take your temperature. Well, you've taken everything else. Oh, yeah. the pain. Oh, everything. Everything is getting dark. Dark. Ain't I pitiful? (laughs) (laughs) I think you're exaggerating. No, I'm not, Mr. Bates. Could I talk to Anita and Ray before the end comes? Yes, yes, I'll call them. I'm too weak. (coughs) Oh, Anita and Ray, uh, Charlie wants to see you. Oh, come here, come here. Uh, Oh, I say, Charlie, why so glum, old boy? I thought you ought to know, Ray. Uh-huh. I'm dying.
5: Oh, how inconvenient. <laughs>
3: well, Charlie, can I help you? Yes.
5: Charlie is on
3: a hunger strike. Oh, <laughs> a strike? How jolly. Can I pick it? No. no. You, you don't <laughs> understand. I haven't tasted food for five days. Well, my dear old boy, don't worry about that. It Still tastes the same, you know. <laughs> oh, Charlie, are you really Oh yes, Anita, my sweeter, yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I hope it wasn't the ice cream I brought you yesterday. Yeah, but, uh, what was this about ice cream? Well, no, no, no. I can explain that. I thought so. You see, it was it was only to cool my fever brow. Yes, of course. I always use strawberry flavored ice pack. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say, Charlie, old boy, I wouldn't starve to death if I were you. You'll we'll only live to regret it. Ha! <laughs> uh, live? rather <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a clever observation at all. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> it's things like that that make going pleasant.
4: LAUGHTER
3: well, Charlie, I really think it's my duty to cheer you up, even yeah. if it depresses you. Yeah. I know. I'll tell you one of my excruciatingly humorous criticisms. You'll love it. Yeah, that's right. Hit a guy when he's down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, suffer. I'm so hungry. Hungry? Yeah. What? You hungry? After all that food I've been hoisting up to your window? Yeah, well, hoisting food up, starving. Yeah, well, I can explain. Yes, I think you better, young man. Come to think of it now, I'm pretty sure you were eating when I came in here. What well, makes you think so? Well, your 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 mouth was moving. Well, that doesn't prove anything. Your mouth is moving right now when you ain't eating. Moisting well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. food, strawberry ice cream. Yeah. You know, I believe you've got stomach pain. You do. Yes, I do. But I think it's from overeating. What do you got to say to that? Well, I will <laughs> unquote. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. I thought so. Uh, now, just a moment, Charlie. Come back here. I got to see a man about a stomach pump. Yeah. Our I...
6: lovely little Anita
2: Gordon sings, but I did.
5: I didn't want to phone you again, but I did. I didn't want to see you again, but I did. I had a certain feeling
4: for you that bothered me. I had to find out what the hidden charms could be. I didn't want to hug you again, but I
5: did. I didn't want to kiss
7: you again, but I did. I must have been too sentimental, doing what I did. I didn't want to fall
4: in love.
3: a poem. Oh, you're learning a poem. It easy, Rob. No. Mm-hmm. It easy now. Are you poetic? Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I say, are you poetic? No. no, I'm Mortimer. Yeah, I know you're not <laughs> my, my teacher gave me a poem that's supposed to help my uh, my recommendation. Yeah, your memory. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with your memory? What? What's wrong with your memory? Well, well, it's, some. Um, uh, it's, um, well, it's, uh, 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 what was the question? What was
4: it? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well,
3: your memory is bad. Yeah. Do you realize that uh, a poor memory will hold you back? Well? Yes. Well, I wasn't going no place. Well, <laughs> I will drop that. Yeah. yeah. Now, what's the poem about? Hmm? What's the poem about? Oh about four lines, but I can't seem to get it. I see, about four lines. Well, let's see, let me see. Oh, yeah, well. Oh, yeah, yes, that's the captain of the fiddle. Yep, that's what it is, yeah, the cap and the fiddle. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll help you with it. Of course, you already know the first line. Mm-hmm. I say you already know the first line. I do? Yes. <laughs> I just read it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is it? Oh, well, it's, um,
4: it's, um... <laughs>
3: Yes, my brains is all thumbs today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know the first line. Well, not completely. No, no I see. Well, what's the first word? Oh, uh, first word, yes. Oh, well, first word is uh see it's um uh, uh mm. concentrate. Yeah. No no
4: no. <laughs>
3: no, no. no. Now I'll help you get started. Hi. Hmm? Hi. Hi. Mr. No. <laughs> no. Hi diddle diddle, the cat and the, the kitten. No. <laughs> cat and the mouse. No, not the cat and the mouse. Fiddle. Oh. No, don't play a note. I know you don't. No. <laughs> Let's try the next line. Hi diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle. What? The cow ran out the clock. No, 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 no. No. What? The cow jumped over the moon. No. <laughs> well, I've milked lots of cows in my time, but I I never met one that was that ticklish. Never. <laughs> now, no, no. no, please. I didn't come here to be last at. All right. No, no, no. Never mind. Now, what's the next line? Oh, it's, a, it's a, no coaching thing, no coaching either. Uh, what is the next line? Yeah. The little dog laughs to see such sport. Shoot if you lost this old gray head. No, 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 no. That's wrong. What is? It? Well, the dish ran away with a spoon. Well, good for them. Yeah. I hope they'll be happy together. Yeah. I well. <laughs> but I mean, how can you be so stupid? Well, it's an old family recipe. I imagine. <laughs> us today why you don't mean yes I do elsa Maxwell They're still celebrating out there <laughs> yeah. Elsa, it is it is nice to get back. aren't you glad to be back in New York? Oh yes, Edgar. There's no place like New York. Oh, you're so right. I love it during, during the nylon season I That's very funny. ha ha I'm laughing. Yeah, we'll stop it. yeah You're shaking the whole house. no no. no. <laughs> now no remarks about Elsa's weight. no. Oh, it doesn't bother me, Edgar. I used to have an hourglass figure. Well, what happened? Well, it kept gaming. (laughs) What's the time now in round (laughs) figures? Charlie, I suppose you know that Elsa's going to give you a nice going-away party. No. Yes, she is. Well, what sheer heaven? (laughs) Oh, I know you love this party, Charlie. I have a wonderful surprise for you. Well, that's good. How long will he be laid up? Uh, Who? Fred Allen. (laughs) No, Charlie, it's a personal present. A present, Cindy? Oh, you silly girl. I just couldn't let you do it. Just couldn't. What is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At my house, and I'll be expecting you over there in a little while. Yes. Well, now, this is awfully kind of you, Elsa, to do this for Charlie. How can I ever repay you? Oh, with check, cash, or money order. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> nice
4: choice. <laughs>
3: My, Elsa has a beautifully furnished penthouse, hasn't she? Yes, isn't it lovely? Oh, and a view of the Fulton Fish Market, too. (laughs) Charlie, Uh, I thought I told you to wear a white tie. Well, it was white until I tried to tie it. Oh, I see. Uh, Welcome to the National Residence, gentlemen. Who shall I say is calling on all that sort of highbrow stuff, you know? Hey, what are you doing here, Ray? Are you a uh, major domo? Uh, no, boy. No, just a bachelor, that's second class. Oh. <laughs> 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 haven't received my commission yet. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, I hope they have got good groceries here. I, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Oh, you're in luck, Charlie. Would you care for mustard on it?
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Hello, boy. Hello. Well, good evening, Elsa. Say, you look stunning in that new gown of yours. Oh, do you like it? Yes. Yeah. Notice the gathering in front? Yes. Yeah. Quite a crowd in back, too. (laughs) Just the same, I'm very pleased with this yellow dress. On the way here, several men whistled at me. Well, they probably thought you were a yellow cat. Yeah. (laughs) Well, look who's here, Anita Gordon. Hello, everybody.
8: Oh, Charlie, I think this party is simply super. (laughs)
3: Oh, it must be nice to be so young. Yes. Isn't it thrilling? Yes. (laughs) How would you know? (laughs) Anita, maybe we could stroll on the terrace and then you could slap my face, huh? Oh, I won't slap your face, Charlie. Can I depend on that? Unless you deserve it. You can depend on that. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on now, hold on, Charlie. Everyone has been clamoring for the song from your little girlfriend. Well, then go ahead, Anita. The terrace can wait. (laughs)
4: Was the last time I saw you, the last time? Or can I hope to hold you once more? What about me could have made you doubt me? Want to live without me Loving me no more From the first time I saw you I loved you And to me, darling, you were
7: Wait. That's right, I yes. See, yes. And I, I represent the press. The what? Yes. The press. So that's right, I do. I represent the press even if my pants are baggy. Yes. <laughs> I suppose you're a society editor. Yes, isn't it? Teaching. Well, I like would <laughs> And I have a nose for news, too. And, uh, well, no, it's not exactly a nose for news either because if it was, it wouldn't be possible for me to smell. That's what you think. Yes. <laughs> well, that's very, very funny. Yes, it is. Very funny. But I'm connected with a New York go Brown. Oh, yeah. and, uh, well, no, it isn't exactly a real bugle no. either because a bugle goes down 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 and wakes people up. Yeah, we know, we know. Yes, yeah, well, I didn't think it did. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the New York <laughs> bugle always puts them to sleep. Yeah. Isn't it time for you to blow?
1: Yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good but, but this isn't the only paper I've worked on, Frank. Really? No. At first I was on the Philadelphia Post, yeah. then the Washington Post, then yeah. the Boston Post. I tell you, I led a dog's life. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I... uh, It just so happens,
3: Mr. Twing, we're not interested in your life at all. But it
7: also just so happens to me that I am disappointed because I came here to get a scoop and this is not a scoop. No, it's not even a spoonful. You just... Oh, go. <laughs> just peddle your
4: paper. Yeah.
7: That does it. That does it. Yeah. You all think you're so smart and scintillating.
4: Well, we don't.
7: Yes, you do. But I find you to be just a ragtag and a bobtail crowd of ne'er-do-well. Now, what's should so I have to speak. Yes. 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 But now, you've just got me into a smith, so goodbye. Well, then. Uh, drove <laughs> <laughs> we off in a sniff.
3: No, <laughs> no. Now that we're rid of him, we come to the high spot of our party. Oh, good. You mean we're going home? No, not you. No. (laughs) We're going to unveil your present. Unveil it? Well, what is it? An oriental dancer? I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be silly. I'll even give you one more guess. Yeah? What do you think is behind that drawn curtain? Uh, Your dirty laundry? (laughs) (laughs) No. Now, attention, everybody. It gives me great pleasure to present this masterpiece to my dear little friend, Charles McCarthy. I now unveil it. Do you know it? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I say, what a masterpiece. Isn't that you? What composition?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what coloring? Yeah. What is it? What? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. (laughs) Why, Charlie, it's a painting of you, of me, going which way. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, look at it. I got two noses and both eyes are on the same side of my head. (laughs) That's surrealism. Uh, It's a wonderful canvas. Wonderful canvas, is it? Too bad it's got all that paint on it. (laughs) (laughs) I say, Charlie, it looks as though the artist painted himself into a corner and then couldn't get out. (laughs) You're standing too close. It looks wonderful from a distance. Yeah, well, you can't get far enough away from that thing. It's right. Charlie, it's a perfect resemblance. Sure. And just think, he painted it with a palette knife. Oh, is that how he did it? I thought he sat on it before it was dry. <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah. This artist works only in oil. Yeah, well, he must have done that when he was pretty well lubricated. <laughs> well, Elsa, I'm inclined to agree with Charlie. I don't think this painting does him justice. Well. So what? It so only costs $400. $400? Bergen wouldn't even pay a buck for Blue Boy with two pair of pants. Oh. <laughs> would you? Yeah. You would, you would, he says. yes. Else I must say the price is rather steep for the work of an unknown artist. He's not unknown? He's Michelangelo, Leonardo, Maxwell. Maxwell. My brother. Oh, that's all. That does it. That does it. No. Now, it. wait a minute. Oh, no. I'll have you know, my brother is a great artist. A oh, great artist. Your yeah, brothers Van Dyke.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't forget, Edgar. You ordered this picture, and you're going to pay for it. Not while I'm still alive. Well, not, sir. Uh, I'll wait a few days. Yes. <laughs> Don't take it. No, 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 no. You keep out of this, you monocle mock stick, or I'll take you over my knee. How are you going to find it? <laughs> shut up. You shut up, or I'll stick pigs in your ears and use you for a hall tree. I'd like to see you try it, why, you piegazzin, you Blimpio. Your... No, no, no. No, no, no. Why wouldn't I have that picture if you gave it to me for nothing? And that's just the way I'm going to give it to you—right mm-hmm. over your naked noggin. So, <laughs> oh. Bergen, you were framed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stay tuned for Father Knows Best next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Robert Young in Father Knows Best.
9: Mother, is Maxwell House really the only coffee in the world?
8: Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. <laughs>
6: It's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by America's favorite coffee, Maxwell House, the coffee that's always good to the last drop. It was Byron who said... All history attests that happiness for man, the hungry sinner, since Eve ate apples, much depends on dinner. Well, if you were making plans for a dinner party, you'd probably start with a fruit cocktail or canapes or oysters on the half shelf. Something like that. In Springfield, however, in the white frame house on Maple Street, they do things in a much more logical way. When Jim Anderson plans a dinner, he starts in a basic, concrete manner, like this. All right, bud, let me have the cement.
2: Here you are, Dad. Thank you. Now, uh, wait a minute. You didn't use the whole sack. Didn't you want me to? Bud, that's enough cement to build a second boulder dam.
5: Oh, gosh, I didn't know. You just said to mix. We're it. building
2: a barbecue pit, not another porch for the White House. <laughs>
8: Jim, I told you in the very beginning... Honey, I know
2: you don't approve, but I guarantee that when I get through, we'll have the finest
8: brick barbecue in Springfield. Gorman's had a sale of portable barbecues, and there was no reason... That's
2: the trouble with this family. They're always buying things. Wouldn't you much rather use something you'd built yourself?
8: Not if someone else can build it better.
2: Margaret, why do you assume that someone else can build a barbecue better than I can?
8: Because you've built a barbecue.
2: What was wrong with it?
8: It fell apart
2: Well, there was a reason for that I, uh, didn't have the proper material They sold me stale cement, that's all
9: Daddy, I've got the bricks all piled up like you told me Oh,
2: that's fine, Kathy
9: Now what do you want me to do?
2: Well, how would you like to go inside and do your homework?
9: But I want to help
2: I'll go inside and do my homework You stay where you are (laughs) We've got to get this thing built in a hurry, and it's going to take both of us to do it.
9: He always gets to help you, because he's a boy, and you love him more than you love me.
2: I do not, Kathy. Then
9: why can't I help you? Because I...
2: Oh, here, you take the magazine with the instructions and read them off to us. How'll that
9: be? Is that important?
2: Of course it's important. It's probably the most important part of the whole job.
9: Why can't I help Bud stir up the goop?
2: Because the goop is all stirred up (laughs) Now, do you want to read the instructions Or would you prefer to go inside and do your homework?
9: I'll read the instructions, Daddy All
2: right Jim One second, honey We've got to get this thing going before the cement hardens What does it say, Kathy?
9: Mix two parts of cement One part hydrated
2: Hydrated
9: Lime Nine parts graded
8: sand. We've already
2: mixed the cement, Kathy. What comes next?
8: That's all it says. It's on the next page, Dopey. Oh. Bud, that's no way to speak to your sister.
5: Well, good grief, if she doesn't know enough to turn a page. Here it is. Well, what does it say?
9: Continue from page 72. <laughs> well,
2: that's nice. What else does it say?
9: After building concrete slab to desired size for
5: base.
2: What do you have to do that for? The slab, Bud, is to hold the ashes when they drop through.
5: Why can't they just fall on the ground?
2: Because it isn't that kind of a barbecue.
5: Joe Phillips and his father built a barbecue, and they didn't put a slab on the
2: bottom. Well, they were too lazy to do it properly. Now, make a slab for the base, and let's not have any more arguments. What are you going to do? I, uh, have to speak to your mother.
5: Well, go ahead. Holy cow.
4: (laughs) Oh, you, Bud!
2: Uh, what were you saying, dear?
8: Oh, I was just wondering why we needed a barbecue at this particular time, that's all.
2: I explained the whole thing to you less than ten minutes ago. Phil Buckley and his wife are going to be in Springfield.
8: And you've invited them to dinner. I understand that, Jim, but... Margaret,
2: they live in an apartment in New York. How often do you suppose they get to eat charcoal broiled steaks grilled over an open fire? How often do they have a chance to eat out of doors with the sky for a roof and the green
8: grass for carpet? How often do you suppose they can get pneumonia? What? This is November, Jim. It's cold. What's that got to do with it? This is not the sky for a roof and green grass season. I promised Phil
2: Buckley barbecued steaks. And when I make a promise... Yes? You don't suppose they'd rather eat indoors, do you?
8: (laughs) Not unless they're normal human beings.
2: Well, that's all right, then. Nobody ever accused a district supervisor of being either normal or human.
8: Well, how about Mrs. Buckley?
2: Well, anybody who can be happily married to a stuffed shirt like Phil Buckley won't know the difference. Jim? Well, Buckley keeps telling me what an outdoor man he is. Sits in a duck blind all winter. Fishes with the icy spray bouncing over the poop deck. (laughs) Or wherever it bounces. (laughs) He'd probably be insulted if we even mentioned going indoors.
8: Of course, the steaks do seem to taste better outside. You
2: bet they do. The smell of charcoal smoke, steaks sizzling on the grill. Bud, haven't you finished that slab yet? I'm just moving it out, Dad. Well, that's smooth enough. Now, well, there you see, Bud, it wasn't any trouble at all. Uh, what's next, Kathy?
9: Lay three rows of bricks, building up the corners first.
2: Okay,
5: nothing very complicated about that. If you lay the bricks all the way around, how do you get the ashes out?
2: But uh, this is a very reliable magazine, and if they say to put the bricks all around, you put them all around. Maybe they send a man out for the ashes,
5: huh?
8: <laughs>
2: That's not very funny.
5: I wasn't trying to be funny, Dad, but if you
2: put the bricks all around You start with that corner, and I'll start with this corner.
8: And when you get to Scotland, give my regards to Lachloman. Loman. <laughs> Live.
2: You're in a gay mood, aren't you?
9: Good luck, Lohman, Daddy.
2: Never mind. Just concentrate on the instructions. Now, what comes next?
9: Use a plumb level and a four-foot straight edge of wood to keep in plumb. What's that.
2: Well, we'll skip that part.
5: <laughs> we
2: don't have to be too technical about it, do we, buddy?
5: The Phillips built theirs without a magazine and they can take the ashes out.
2: Bud hmm? I asked you something.
5: Oh I'm sorry, Dad. I guess I wasn't listening. Well? Well what? Uh
8: your father wasn't listening either.
2: Now look here, Margaret.
9: You said do we, Daddy. Oh, of course,
2: that's what I said. Well, Bud, do we? Dewey what?
10: <laughs>
2: Hand me a few bricks, Kathy, please.
10: We're in the backyard, Betty.
5: Dad, if the ashes fall down and you've got bricks all around the bottom... The
2: magazine says three rows of bricks, and that's what we put in. Unless you think you know more about it than they do. I didn't say that, Dad.
10: What's going on out here? We're building a barbecue. What for?
2: Cats fur to make kitten bridges.
10: (laughs) What?
5: I'm also through as my side, Dad. Want me to help you with yours? Never mind. I'll
2: have it finished in two seconds.
8: Mother. Yes, dear? Why the barbecue all of a sudden? Well, Mr. Buckley and his wife are coming to dinner on Saturday, and your father promised them... A... Saturday?
2: Now what's the matter?
8: Father, you can't have anybody for dinner on Saturday.
2: Oh, I can't, can't I?
10: Mother, that's homecoming day. Oh, dear, I forgot all about it.
2: About what?
10: I'm giving a party on Saturday after the football game.
2: Well, this is a fine time to tell me.
10: I did tell you, Father. You even suggested the chili and beans dinner.
2: Is that this Saturday?
10: Thirty people, and you have to pick that day for a barbecue. Oh, Betty, your father
2: didn't do it deliberately. This is business, Betty. I didn't know Mr. Buckley was coming, but he is, and there isn't anything I can do about it.
10: I'm ruined. My whole life is a shamble.
8: Betty, there's no need to be upset.
2: Of course not. We'll have both parties, that's all. You have yours indoors, and we'll have ours outdoors. Now, what's wrong with that?
10: Oh, nothing. As long as you keep Kathy outdoors with you.
2: Now, just a minute, Betty. (laughs) The Buckleys... uh, There's no reason why Kathy can't stay inside.
10: Father, she'll ruin everything. You know how she is. I didn't do anything...
2: Uh Margaret, will you please explain to her This
8: is the most important party of my life And you want her to spoil it Betty, Mr. Buckley is a very important man And he wears stuff, sure Kathy
2: (laughs) (laughs) Margaret, no matter what happens No matter what Betty says Kathy's not going to stay outside with us
10: Mother, please You know what she did last time She started a football game in the living room Well, nobody broke anything, did they? None of the girls talked to me for a week
8: Father, if you only knew Betty, I think I can fix the whole thing You do? Jim and Lucille Hathaway are going on a picnic next Saturday And I know they'll be glad to take Kathy with them Would you like that, dear? Gee, that would be keen Oh Well,
2: that's a very sensible solution.
8: I'll fix a little lunch for Kathy and Bud. Wait
5: a minute. How did I get into
2: this?
5: (laughs) Bud... I don't want to go on a picnic. I've got a date with Joe Phillips.
2: Bud, you'll go along and take care of your sister.
5: But why should I suffer just because she's a pest?
9: (laughs) I'm not a pest.
5: You certainly are.
9: I certainly
4: aren't. (laughs) Bud,
5: I wasn't doing anything to anybody. I was standing here not hurting a soul. But
2: uh, we won't discuss it anymore. But, Dad... You spend the day with the Hathaways, and you'll have a very good time. Holy cow. <laughs> well, that's settled. Now let's get back to the barbecue. What comes next, Kathy?
9: Oh, after the mortar has hardened, fill with water to the first line of brick.
2: Well, that shouldn't be too... What? Why do
5: you need water in a barbecue? Kathy, give me that magazine.
9: I just read what it
8: said, Daddy. See?
5: Oh, no. What's the matter, Dad?
2: Kathy, you...
8: You... I didn't do anything. Jim, what is it? What did
2: she do? She turned two pages. That's what she did. You know what we've built? A bird bath. (laughs)
6: Day in Springfield and there's great activity at the Anderson. Indoors, Betty's party is proceeding at a great rate. Outdoors, well, outdoors, things aren't going as well as they might, like this. Ah, the outdoor life, Mrs. Buckley, that's the thing. Living in the open, close to nature.
8: We're very happy with our apartment.
2: Yes, it has steam heat.
8: Um, Jim is telling me that you have some wonderful plans for the future, Mr. Buckley.
2: Right now, I'm beginning to doubt that there is any future. Yes, sir, this is the sort of thing you New Yorkers miss. The peace and quiet of a small community. A chance to look at the blue sky and the green grass. The simple life. There is nothing in the world more complicated than the simple life. What happened to those stakes you were talking about? Oh, they're right here, Phil. Another few minutes, I'll have these coals just the way I want You know, Jim, this barbecue of yours has given me an idea, a great idea.
8: Philip gets ideas from the strangest things, so I've been told.
2: Margaret. Uh, What were you saying, Phil? This is a whole new approach to the family angle of insurance protection. Modernization, that's the ticket. Well, I wouldn't say that this was the most modern barbecue in the world. That's what I mean. Why buy an old-fashioned policy? Why cook the way the caveman did when they've invented (laughs) stoves? Follow me? Bill, you can't get the charcoal flavor in a stove. It's the... (coughs) (coughs) (coughs)
8: It's
2: the smoke that makes the difference.
8: Uh, Jim is testing it now for the proper consistency. (laughs) It certainly looks thick enough.
2: I don't know what's gotten into this fire. should have been ready an hour ago. (coughs) Well, stop poking at it. You've put it out twice now.
8: Would you care for another blanket, Mr. Buckley?
2: Uh Oh, no, thank you. Right now, I'm interested in food. You might not believe this, Phil, but Bud and I built this barbecue with our own hands.
6: I can believe it very easily. It's the weirdest-looking contraption I've ever seen.
4: Philip
6: likes
8: <laughs> it like everything to be efficient. <laughs> Don't you Philip? it? Yes. Mm. Is the smoke annoying you, Mrs. Buckley? Oh, no. It, it seems to make things a little... <coughs> warmer.
2: I think we're just about ready, Phil. Good. I was beginning to wonder whether you'd build a barbecue or a, <laughs> <laughs> or... a
4: smudge pot.
2: Yes, sir. In ten minutes, you'll be digging into the greatest steak you've ever eaten. In ten minutes, I'll be ready to take a bite out of a passing
4: cow. <laughs> Well, here we go.
2: And when these steaks hit the grill, just listen to them sizzle. I tell you, Phil, there's nothing like it. (coughs) There. Now they'll crackle and pop and sputter, fill the air with the most magnificent aroma. When? That's funny. They always have before.
8: Jim, don't you think we ought to take them inside? I'll get it
2: going in just a minute, honey. Let me take a look at that fire, Jim.
8: Jillet, you're getting all uncovered. You catch your death of cold.
2: Oh, it's going to be all right, Phil. It's just like sitting in an icebox, that's what it is. Jim! Where are you? <coughs> right over here, Phil. <coughs> Barbecue. <laughs> you,
4: ought to, you ought
2: to sell the confounded thing to the government as a secret weapon. <laughs> Don't
8: get too close to it? Close? I can't even find the thing. <laughs> Jim, there's a perfectly good stove in the kitchen. Oh.
2: Oh, there you are. Uh, looks like the draft isn't operating quite the way it should. Maybe uh, if I poke the fire a little
6: more...
0: Oh, no, leave it alone.
2: How do you expect it to get
6: well if you keep picking at it? <laughs>
8: Those children certainly seem to be having a nice time indoors.
2: Jim Just a minute, honey I think I know what's wrong You know, Phil I think if we could just raise the fire a little Would you like me to get under it and push?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, no, but uh, I was just Ye gods, man Those steaks aren't even warm Why don't you lower the grill? Uh, well, you see it... We had to build it in a hurry
8: It was a birdbath first
2: Margaret <laughs> We, uh, had some technical problems to overcome, and, uh, we had to take a few little shortcuts. So? Well, that's the only place the grill goes. But, uh, if we can raise the fire a little... Why don't we just hold some matches under the stakes?
8: (laughs) Jim, I think this has gone quite far enough.
2: I mean, if you'll just give me a few more minutes... Are
8: you going to take the stakes inside, or shall I? Why don't we all go inside?
2: No, you, uh... You'd better stay right here, Phil. All those kids running around—they'd uh, trample all over you. Well, that would be quicker than dying of cold. And <laughs> <laughs> Put your
8: blankets back on, Philip. Jim,
2: I'll take the steaks inside. I'll have them cooked in two minutes.
8: Well, please hurry, dear. And you
2: stay right where you are and uh, enjoy yourselves—the simple life. Ha! When I get home, I'm going to kiss every stone on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> Try to do something unusual, and what thanks do you get? Put matches under the stakes, he tells me. Big outdoor man. Shoots ducks in the middle of the winter. (laughs)
10: Probably
2: never saw a duck in his whole life.
10: Hi, Father.
2: Oh, Betty, can I speak to you for a minute?
10: Isn't this a wonderful party, Father. How's yours going?
2: Uh, fine,
6: Betty, just fine. I, uh... Hi, Mr. Anderson. Oh, hello, Tommy. Having a good time? Great. Say, Betty, the gang needs some more chili and beans.
8: Well, there's lots of it on the stove. Grab a pot. Okay. See you around the drugstore, Mr. Anderson.
6: Yes, I'll... See you around the drugstore. Isn't
10: he a goon, Father?
2: Yes, he certainly is.
4: <laughs>
2: Betty, I... Um, yes, Father? I know I promised to keep the Buckleys outside, but we're freezing to death.
10: Father. The
2: barbecue doesn't work. The steaks won't cook. You've got to let us come in, that's all.
10: Father, you're going to ruin everything.
2: Everything is ruined. I'll be lucky if I don't get fired
10: Father, if you'll just wait another few hours You'll
2: be dead in another few
10: hours
2: (laughs) Look, just get all of those things out of the oven Let me cook the steaks and we'll discuss the rest of it later But
10: you can't take the biscuits out of the oven They'll be ice cold
2: Well, we're ice cold Why should they be any better?
4: (laughs)
10: Father Daddy Oh, no They came back They're not supposed to and they came
5: back Hiya, Dad What's cooking?
2: Very little, believe me. What are you doing here?
5: We live here.
4: <laughs>
5: you weren't supposed to be home for three hours. What happened to the picnic? Mr. Hathaway said it was too cold for a picnic. What are you doing with the states?
10: Father, if she goes anywhere near the living room and says anything about a football game... I
2: hid the football, so stop worrying about it let me get at the stove.
5: Why don't you use the barbecue, Dad? Why don't you take Kathy to the movies? Go ahead, Bud. You heard what he said. We haven't had our dinner yet. We can eat popcorn, Bud. Come on. I haven't had anything to eat since 1 o'clock. What happened to the picnic lunch? We ate that on the way over. Bud.
4: <laughs> Jim? Mommy, we're back.
2: The most ridiculous thing that's ever happened
8: in my whole life.
2: Margaret, I was just starting to cook the steaks.
8: Mother, it isn't time for you to come in. It most certainly is. It's raining.
2: (laughs) Well, outside of an earthquake, what else can happen? Now, see here, Jim. I've stood just about... uh, What's that? What? On the stove. What is it? Oh, chili and beans, Bill. But if you'll be patient for just another few minutes, chili... Did you hear that, Isabel? Chili.
8: Doesn't it smell wonderful? You mean you like chili? All the time Philip was courting me, we never ate anything else. Chili and beans and chopped onions. I haven't had anything like that
2: since... Oh, grab a plate, Isabel.
8: I already have.
2: Phil, I've got all these steaks. You can take the steaks and stuff them back in the refrigerator. (laughs) Dad, what is it, bud? I'll eat a steak. Grab some of this chili bud. It's terrific.
10: I made it, Mr. Buckley, all by myself.
2: Betty, if I were two years younger, I'd marry you.
10: (laughs) Don't listen to him, Betty. He does that to all the girls. Can I have
9: some chili? I'll
2: have a steak ready in five minutes, Kathy.
9: I don't want a steak. I want some chili. Kathy, I
8: don't think you
2: should... Oh, a little chili isn't going to hurt her, Margaret. Uh, You don't mind if I call you Margaret, do you?
8: Why, no.
10: Hey, Betty, hurry up. We're waiting for you. Oh, just a minute, Tommy. They're going to do Bertie in a cave. Oh, I'll be right there.
6: <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean you're going to square
8: dance? Philip, that's just for the young people.
6: Well, we're young people. Come
2: on.
8: But I haven't finished my chili. Bring it along. Come on, Isabel. I'm sorry, Margaret, but he's so impetuous. Betty,
10: you're holding up
8: the whole works.
10: You want me to carry your plate, Mrs. Buckley?
8: I can manage it, dear.
10: May I come too, Betty? Oh, sure. Come on. We'll be back later.
2: Well Dad There's a great thing $9.60 for steak They want chili Dad So help me, Margaret This is the last time I try to do anything For anybody Dad What do you want, bud? I'll eat a steak
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Thank you very much I mean, if it'll help you out any All right,
2: Bud, go ahead Eat all of
5: them All of them? Holy cow Where are you going? To get Joe Phillips I'm going to need help
8: Bud! Jim Yes, Margaret While we were waiting for you outside I had a long talk with the Buckleys
2: Good for you
8: Do you know why Mrs. Buckley made this trip to Springfield?
2: At this stage, I don't know anything.
8: Well, Mr. Buckley had told her so much about our children that she wanted to meet them. She did? They weren't interested in barbecues and steaks. They wanted to spend the day with Kathy and Betty and Bud.
2: Well, how was I supposed to know? They, well, they don't look like the sort of people who like children. But
8: they do, Jim. They like them very much. They like us all very much.
2: Well... (laughs) <laughs> What's so funny?
8: <laughs> Just something, Mrs. Buckley
2: <laughs> Well, all right, go ahead, drop the other shoe What did she say?
8: <laughs> now, you won't be angry
2: <laughs> Of course not, what did she say?
8: Well, she said that Mr. Buckley had a great deal of respect for your business ability Yes? And isn't it too bad you're such a stuffed shirt? <laughs>
6: Now it's Sunday in Springfield, and in the Anderson backyard, Jim, he's the uh, stubborn Rover boy, is still determined to make the barbecue work, like this. There, you see? Nothing wrong with
2: it now, is there?
10: No, dear. Weren't the Buckleys fun, Mother? Boy, could he square
4: dance.
9: How do you suppose he learned a new thing like square dancing? (laughs) Look
2: at those hamburgers cooked, Margaret. I ask you, isn't that beautiful?
8: Yes, dear, just
2: beautiful. I can't figure out what got into the darn thing yesterday. Well, it's like a new baby, I guess. Invite a bunch of people over to see it, and what happens? Probably cries for the first time in his whole life. Know what I mean?
8: Yes, I know what you mean.
2: Now you take last night. Smoke like a chimney and... (coughs) (coughs) (laughs) Probably won't smoke again as long as we have it. (coughs) Bud. I've got the plate, Mom. Just one of those things. (coughs) won't happen again in a million years.
8: Go ahead, bud.
2: Where are you taking the hamburgers?
8: Into the kitchen where they belong.
2: Wait a minute, Margaret. There's nothing wrong with a barbecue. It's just that...
8: What was that, dear? I said...
1: Never mind.
6: us again next week when we'll be back with father knows best starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson with Roy Barkey and the Maxwell House Orchestra and yours truly Bill Foreman so until next Thursday good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House America's favorite brand of coffee always good to the last drop father knows best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James Now stay tuned in for Dragnet, which follows immediately over most of these stations.
1: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Escape, followed by Burns and Allen. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support.